Hi and welcome to the Passport to Success podcast, where in today's podcast we'll be talking about this month's new Gillette advert, the photo of an egg which has now become the most liked post on Instagram, how Quora advertisers can retarget users who look at specific questions, how Unicorn and Co, a Manchester-based company, have started their own wellness program, and graphic design trends of 2019. I'm Becca. And I'm Simon. From Passport to Success, the online platform built by industry experts designed to help advise guide and support small businesses and entrepreneurs to success okay so first obviously like every week we're just going to get into our tool of the week mm-hmm. so uh this week uh we are going to be looking at pick monkey do you get to pick a monkey no and i mean that, and help you in the office that, that would be great that'd be yeah, great that'd... save me from a lot of typing but no <laughs> uh pick monkey is a uh, it's an online editing tool uh-huh. uh image editing tool that helps it's just fun it lets you create fun and shareable graphics for like blog posts or on your social media, etc. Cool. So how much does it cost? Uh, so it is. So you can. It's nine pound a month, but uh-huh. you do have an option for a uh, seven-day free trial if you want to just have a bit of a play about with it and actually see what fonts and te- uh, like textures you can create for your own blogs and everything. Yeah, so, it's not um, going to be suitable for everyone, but it'll really help some businesses. Yeah, it just lets you have a bit of a play around and suss out if you actually, uh, you're actually happy paying the £9 a month. Um, we've £9 had, a month isn't bad either, no, is it? We, we've had a look at it ourselves, and there is a lot of, there's thousands of fonts and everything you can choose from, uh, and there's so much personalisation for, for £9 a month. Uh, and it's on. It's so easy to use. Mm. Like I know some of us might aren't exactly the most techy or creative people in the yes. world, especially myself. But it is honestly, it's such an easy tool to use, and it's easy just to adapt to and use throughout your business and actually create fun, uh, like graphics. So. Um, and then once you make them, uh, you can then share them all on like your social media, your blog posts, your website. Yeah, exactly. Do you have to have a watermark on it, Dina? Uh, no, no, no. So oh. they've got a, um, they've got that like I'm, um, um, thousands of fonts and different graphics within like their own library. What you can choose from. Uh, okay. There's so many to choose from. You don't actually need a watermark on it. Brilliant. So it's it is really really good. So um, if you're interested, you can actually find out more on uh, pickmonkey.com. So it's p i c monkey.com. So pick as in like a short picture. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as in picking one. something. Yeah. Oh man. Great. Yeah. So perfect. Definitely recommend trying that out. So uh, now we'll just move on to the podcast. And the first topic we're going to be looking at today is the very, very commercial. It's caused, caused quite a commotion this advert. The yeah. Gillette ad. Uh, yeah. Both positive and negative commotion towards it of people who have seen it. Everyone seems to have an opinion for it. At the minute, it's a bit like my might. A lot of people either. Well, it's it's weird. A lot of people have a lot of negative opinions towards it. So, say for example, have you seen Piers Morgan? Piers Morgan just whinges about everything. He's uh... whinged about a vegan sausage roll. Whinges about this. <laughs> interesting he uses the term snowflake a lot and yet he seems to be whinging about a lot of things yeah he's um he's had a very very strong opinion opposed to this advert so what's he said about this one uh, has he said the word snowflake he has he right, has wonderful. said the word snowflake he's um yeah he's he's been very very critical of this advert saying it paints men in a relatively toxic light i suppose mm-hmm. uh whereas like, ricky gervais for example tweeted about it but he put a humorous spin on it which 
of the advert, which was it was really funny actually. Am I right um, thinking that it's only an American advert? It's it is. not going to be shown in the UK. No, it is it's just it's just a US advert. Um, it's received. It's got a lot of you, well well into the million views on YouTube. But the like to dislike ratio, it's got a lot a lot of dislikes. Okay. Um, but it's what's what we thought was quite good is that Gillette have actually the stand in the ground, and they've chosen an angle that they want to come fr- from this uh, with this ad from. Yeah. And they are. They, do, they want people to move. They want men to move away from that. The oh, well, you know, typical boys will yeah. be boys. Uh, Locker room banter. Um, yeah, boys will be boys. You know that sort of. Oh, uh, the fighting. Oh, uh, well, boys will be boys. Negative that, connotations. Yeah. Which not all men are like. However, there's a stereotype. Yeah. And generalizations. And what they're wanting to do is create. What with the advert, they've created a um, a masculinity that in that we should embed into our into future men that's a behavior that's acceptable to society and what's the obviously they've they've been very like the the very the standing up for something they believe in um you need to remember as a business to be confident in letting your feelings shown and like we mentioned in uh, the podcast last week you need to show your emotions within business Emotions play such a part in a business, whether it's with uh, internally or externally with your customers, and it's um, it's just really the number of articles this this advert's created, both for and against it, is absolutely astounding. It's It's tough when you talk about touchy subjects, which you know have such a strong divide, um, and you need to. Decide whether it's worth the risk. I mean, Gillette are a huge company. How much money have Gillette got? Lots. Exactly. So they can probably afford to lose a few customers over this because they've got such a huge customer base. Yeah. If you're a small business, you might be hesitant about something which may divide your clients or exactly. your customers. So you just need to weigh up the options as to whether it is going to be worth it in in the long run. You know, you don't yeah. want to end up losing all your customers because you've put something which you believe in. Like it's um. A lot of people have been saying they're trying to do the same with a Nike ad. Yeah. Where people were burning the Nike clothes because yeah. they didn't agree with it. Um, so, if, uh, so Ad Age have, have said that they actually think the article won't take off like the Nike ad with uh, Colin Kaepernick in mm. because um, it's it's just not it's just not the same apparently. Well, of the research they've done, it's quite an interesting article. I definitely recommend giving it a read. Um, but if you actually just search for Gillette in Google, the sheer amount of articles that pop up, it's absolutely crazy. Mm. They're not even having to promote the ad themselves. People are doing it for them. Yeah, Because people are. are just interested in the ad. People who might not have seen the ad are going to look at it. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I, I think I saw it on Twitter as well, of someone uh, post, uh, reposting it. But you want to be, you don't want to be part of a herd, and this is what quite. I, this, I think it's quite smart from Gillette. Like they're wanting to stand out, and they don't want to be part of a herd. They want to be separate from other businesses, and th- they've been very, they've been very confident with the feelings that they're showing towards this subject. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting. It's really interesting how they've managed to sp- quite split quite divide it's very people, it's really, very emotive and i don't think it's it's not it's not really biased you know it, it doesn't shove it down your throats of this toxic masculinity that they're against you know it's quite a touching and advert you know yeah I, I, 
it's. I wouldn't say I got emotional watching it, but I definitely thought, oh. Ooh. Yeah, it's um. Oh, this is an interesting idea. It's definitely, if, as a small business, what you should take from this is that they, what, for what you believe in as a business, you need to stand up for it. You want to stand out from the rest. We're not saying obviously you have to do an <laughs> advert like this. They've About got me too. Yeah, or... They've got millions <laughs> and millions of customers. They've got a huge customer base, and if you're just starting up, you won't have that much of a customer base, obviously. So you should ra- You should try and st- you want to stay out, be away from the herd. You want to be that black sheep in the herd. You want to be that. You, you want to stand out from the sea of sameness. Yeah. You do. And it's interesting. Let's see if they're going to continue with it. Yeah. You know, it's definitely the start of a talking point. It's a really deep subject. You can't just answer it with an advert. And there are other issues on the go, you know, and especially if they want to look at gender equality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so the next area of uh, our news is the egg on Instagram. Oh, so this I, I is a good story. Yeah, I like both the egg photos now. Uh, so... The uh, an egg uh, on Instagram has just received is well it's now the highest liked image on Instagram. Just an egg. Uh, it's just nice simple egg. It's literally just a picture of an egg if no one's seen it yet. Well, it's uh, a chicken egg. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, egg. yeah. So yeah. Uh, the account's called World Record Egg, and on the fourth of January, twenty nineteen, they posted an image of an egg. And simply, they put it out because they wanted it to become the most liked image on Instagram. They wanted to beat Kylie Jenner and her record. Yeah, and successfully, they have beat it by quite quite the margin at the minute. Let me find it. So, uh, I think it's nearing the 50 million mark now with likes, record isn't it? Record. So. Egg. It's got a blue tick. It's verified on Instagram. It's got 8.6 million followers for two posts. The first egg, 50,387,691 likes. <laughs> it's There's only three hashtags. Then, hashtag like the egg, hashtag egg soldiers, hashtag egg gang. What's good, though, is how they've managed to beat Kylie Jenner. So Kylie Jenner's... So she was the previous most liked... She had the previous most liked image on Instagram, which stood at eight, around 18 million. And now they're beating it by quite the margin. Quite. So, and then they've put a second one up. It's got a little crack in it. That's already got 7,800,000 plus likes. Exactly. And that it's, went up four days ago. But this could. But now they might be turning this into a marketing campaign. Oh, what if it hatches? What exactly. If, like, a, what if a little baby chick comes out? So it's That'd quite. It's really good how they've managed to play on the sort of fun side of social media and not being serious. Be what a lot of companies do so you need to have a bit of fun on social media i know as a business you do want to be professional to your customers and all like that but you need to show that human element let your fun shine through your website can be super serious all about your work um but your social media is where you can let the fun shine through exactly you want to show that human element to your customers you want to show that you know, you you're not just a computer that they're talking to if they've got an issue and you reply with the same old reply that you've been shown to reply with it you you're showing an element of just that you've got actual feelings and you know you're trying to stay up to date with all the trends that are on social media there are so many companies out there for again example is innocent who are always doing social media promotions and are always like being really cheeky on social media and it really really works with for them yeah and uh, there's so many bizarre 
national days out there that can be part of your social media strategy do something fun with national hat day or you know yeah they don't always all have to be relevant they can be a little bit of fun as well yes yeah, everyone's so... wearing a hat today that that's that's a nice post for social yeah so we just i just thought i'd add this one in because it's it's a bit of a bit of a fun one, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just how an eggs managed to get the most likes on Instagram. I thought it was fantastic. So um, yeah, so uh, the next area we're looking at is uh, it's for advertisement opportunities. So if you're trying to get your business out there, which a lot of us obviously are, um, Quora, which is a it's like an online sort of a question. It's like an online forums for questions uh, so you've got different like it's a bit like sort of like reddit where you've got different people can ask questions about anything so it could be uh, entrepreneurs small businesses it could be about cars could be about money etc and um, what Quora are now doing is uh, now letting advertisers retarget users who look at specific questions mm -hmm, okay. so if you've got a relevant question uh, a, a relevant site Oh, sorry. If you've got a relevant product or service that a particular question that's being asked on Quora, you could answer it or be part of the answer to it. You yeah, can actually now target that towards people who read that specific question. Get your expertise out there. So um, it's been rolling these out uh, steadily, really. Well, it's been rolling out a number of um, enhancements to the platform since 2017. So it could actually like try and compete with the f likes of Facebook, likes of Twitter, likes of Instagram, and this is quite a big one really because um, if a user asks a question and people who are interested in that particular question, they'll visit obviously they'll visit the page that the question's on. This will then allow if you want to place your ad on this page, it will then retarget those people who have clicked into this page to find the answer. To so the question. When you when you go onto Quora, you need to continue with Facebook or Google. So you need to have either a Facebook account or yes. a Google account. Um, would you say it's a? I wouldn't exactly say it's a social media platform, but I wouldn't. Is it more like a forum? It's it's very similar to a forum. It's yeah. a lot of people ask questions on Quora across number of topics, and what it is good about is it's people go on there to find answers and there's a lot of there's a lot of big business owners who go on there to answer questions for other, other small businesses uh any burning questions or they might go on there to have a bit of a um bit of a so you can ask them questions but obviously you need to make sure that if you are wanting to retarget these customers that your that your product or ad is actually relevant because if it's not, then why why are pe people are going to click through? You're going to you might get more traffic, or but you won't get any conversions because it's not relevant, or you'll just get no one clicking through because why would they? It's got no relevance to the question itself. You need to make sure that your actual your actual um, ad is relevant to the question that's that's on the page because then you're going to maximise the amount of click through rate and conversions you actually get to your website. So hopefully it'll, it'll eventually boost up your website rankings through this because you're getting more traffic and click-through rate mm, and then it just means that you're getting your knowledge out to more people and if you're seen to be a really positive 
move positive force when you're answering the help giving help you're giving stuff out for free you know you, people aren't going to be paying for your expertise on this so it's the giving something away for free which means people are going to see you more and then eventually someone will come to you and they will become uh, a client exactly but i've got a couple of news stories that i found okay um the first one is Unicorn and Co. It's a Manchester-based company, and they have started a wellness platform. Ooh, so, what is actually how how does this platform work then? Um, so it helps your workers, helps workers become more focused at work, feel less stressed. It's about helping to promote wellness in the workplace. Okay, okay. Which is top on you know quite high on people's minds at the minute. All about mindset and you know, mental health and happiness at work and well-being. Yeah. And, you know, and gone are the days when it's the daily grind and you just go in and you work and you go home. You know, you need to think about your mental health, your happiness, your... Make, you want your workplace to be happy for your employees. They want to stay, they want to get developed, and they don't leave. Yeah. Um, and it's called Upgrade You. It's launching in January. Okay. Uh, I realise this is getting close to the end of January, um, but it's starting off with a pilot phase uh, that a company can sign up for, and they can be part of the pilot scheme before they roll it out. So, thing. so any, any company can sign up to this. Yeah, it isn't specific to any um, market, any oh, what's the word uh, industry. Can't think of the word, but it's an industry. It's not limited to any industry. It's basically if you've got employees. Julie McGann is the CEO and co and founder of Unicorn Co. And before the platform, they were going into companies to deliver wellness, mindfulness, well-being at work. You know, giving people stress coping mechanisms. And it was face-to-face -face events for large organisations. They've worked for Sony. They've worked with the British Transport Police, to name but a few. That's quite big. Uh, they kept getting more and more demand, so they decided to create a subscription-based digital platform. And it's not seen as a direct replacement for the face-to-face -face stuff. We all know how important it is to actually have human contact, mm -hmm. talking to people. It's always better than going online. However, this online resource, it allows instant access. It's more affordable because... You know, you're saving on costs of someone coming in. It's always expensive to get consultants to come in, mm -hmm. isn't it, to run training. And it's sustainable help. So the idea is that it's ongoing. You know, you don't just get that help in that one training session and then you never see them again. It is, they've got a, a team of trusted experts who can run it. And it's bite-sized learning, like interactive challenges. It's similar to what we do with Passport Success, but this is focusing on wellness and well-being in the work, whereas Passport Success is about marketing and helping your business grow. Uh, it is Unicorn U, um, no, not Unicorn U, you Upgrade U, which is the platform. It's funded by the not-for-profit not Tech Manchester, which that in turn is funded by UK Fast. And Tech Manchester, they're looking to uh, pulling together several companies for an event for World Mental Health Day in March. Okay. And I think they're wanting this Upgrade You, this wellness platform, to be a big part of that. Yes. So they've obviously done, like, a pilot, a soft launch. It'll be really interesting to see where they go with it, you know, how much traction it gets, especially they've tapped into a need at the minute for 
wellness mm. and happiness What's, at work especially it's i mean mental health over the past couple of years has really come to light and rightly so people are more open to talk about it now aren't and, they? and when you're in your you when you like you're in your business you need to make sure that you give yourself you you, ca- you can't spend 20 hours or x amount of hours a day just focusing on your business seven days a week you need to give yourself time to have a chill you need time to just have relax switch off just get away sometimes because that's all you need to just revitalize yourself and then the, you're Otherwise more, you're going to burn out. Exactly, and you don't want to burn out when you first start. Like we get it that you're starting up, you like it. It does consume a lot of hours, but you need to give yourself time. Otherwise, you'll start becoming really stressed with your workload. You'll start maybe like start getting a bit depressed with your work. Like just in general, how much you're working. You lose your oomph, your drive, yeah, you and then you start. You know, it goes downhill from there. And if if you have employees, if you have a couple of employees, you also need to make sure that you are creating the right working environment for them yeah, just exactly. as much as yourself. They they bounce off you. You're the sort of... They look towards you because you're the owner of your business or founder or co-founder. And if you're in a bad mood, then it sets sort of a domino effect on the rest of your employees. Yeah, how many times have you... If if you worked for someone else before you ran your own business, you know, could you tell if your boss was in a bad mood? Mm. You know, were you a bit? Oh, I'm not going to go talk to them today because you can tell they're a bit snappy. You don't want to be that boss. You don't want to be the person that people aren't willing to talk to with their problems. If if you have employees, if you are on your own, if you've got clients that are coming in, you don't want to be snapping at them. You don't want to. Or you're selling to investors. You need to be as approachable and as friendly as possible. So you need to take care of yourself mm. mentally and physically as well, you know. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Look after yourself, people. Don't run yourself into the ground for your business as much as you love it. And the last one, uh, I found an article on justcreative.com and they pulled together a really nice infographic an article about some of the graphic design trends that they're predicting for 2019. Ooh. So I picked out a few then. If you are looking to rebrand, give your branding a bit of a zhuzh, mm-hmm. because stale and stagnant branding just means you're not going to grow. You don't have to rebrand, but your branding needs to evolve mm. and yeah. grow. So I mean, we did a... Um did a video recently, a uh, case study on Netflix, and how their branding has changed from what was pretty, pretty bad. Pretty 90s. Uh, to what it is today. You need, to, as you develop along, as you go through the years, you need to make sure Even that... Even like know, what it is now compared to a few years ago, yeah, you've tweaked it yeah, slightly, yeah. haven't they? You just need to make sure that you keep up with... You don't want to be left behind. You yeah. need to keep, like you said, just refreshing, rejuge yeah uh, um so they have picked up that custom typefaces are going to be big so more and more big companies are getting their own custom typefaces typefaces are fonts uh created for them netflix have netflix sans mm. youtube google apple these are very expensive and these are big big companies they have their own brand so they might as well have their own font you know we don't necessarily recommend doing it for your small business 
there are plenty of great free fonts fonts that you can pay for out there maybe it, if you want to it's not a bad idea to have a custom font no. because then you've got a very strong brand but bear in mind that if you are going to be rebranding you'll have to change your font these companies like netflix and youtube they've got established brands so the font is merely an addition to the established brand just out of curiosity do you know how much it was no no uh, no, no i was just wondering no. if you knew no oh, no, no. I was just wondering if you knew i might have a look at that yeah yeah see if we can find out um but they're all sans serifs sans serifs are where they don't have the little flicks on the end of each letter you know like times new romans got serifs on it sans serif is one without those little flicks uh there are lots of logos which are sans serif lots of updates on logos that are sans serif so google their new logo doesn't have a sans serif mm-hmm. airbnb spotify again to name a few it looks modern it looks slick mm. it's really nice and crisp good edges on fonts um it's amazing when you start to look at fonts just how the subtle differences can really make it i really like really nice round o's on fonts <laughs> when an o is like a perfect circle okay. i really I, like I, that i get that I do a lot get of that. those are oval i like a good round o. <laughs> um <laughs> but you you'll start looking so fonts are really important and you don't have to just have the standard ones there are plenty of websites out there where you can get either free fonts which are in the public domain or you can buy fonts that then you can use. Make sure that they are for commercial use if you're going to be using mm-hmm. sell them for. You know, do your research. You don't want to be caught up with the wrong font license. But saying that, they've also noticed that due to the increase of the sans serif trend of previous years, brands are looking to go like other brands are starting to go back to serif fonts but they are more modern serif fonts so there have been been loads of fonts that this is what happens with trends there's a trend it becomes really popular and then someone will start doing the opposite of that trend to stand out Mm. and then more and more people do that and then that becomes a trend so as much as it's going to ebb and flow between serif and sans serif decide what works for your brand but serifed fonts are no longer as dated as what they used to look. You know, they've had a, a modern zhuzh. Um, so, yeah, think about that. Uh, eco-packaging is getting really big. We all know how important it is to reduce your plastic, be better for the environment. Um, in particular, Corona, they've now got a decomposable can holder. So, you know, when you buy, like, a six-pack of tinnies mm. and they've got the little plastic rings around it, um, Corona have now done a decomposable one. And I think I've seen on. it, yeah. I think I've and seen it, it looks really nice. That, you know, they've they've made it look good as well as it's sustainable. I always think about that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa's on about um, fish get stuck in them. Mm. So I always cut mine. Yeah. I always yeah, have, yeah. and I will, and I still do it. Because uh, then Mr. Burns makes that really long thing, doesn't he? <laughs> he tries to soak up and gets yeah, all the whales yeah, and stuff yeah, out of the yeah. sea. Um, so you need to think about how you can make your products, if you have products, or anything more sustainable. So if you use a lot of plastic, can you reduce it? Can can it become paper? We understand that some things have to be plastic. Yeah. But just try and make it as, as sustainable and as eco-friendly as possible. That is 
it's a trend, but it's also a moral obligation. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people choose products because they're um, eco-friendly. How many people are, like, in bars do you see now with those bamboo exactly, straws? yeah. It's, but it's cheap. I mean, it might be more expensive to do it, but you'd be surprised. The people who would rather choose the more expensive product because it's eco-friendly, yeah. it's friendlier to the environment, it's re- it, honestly, it is really surprising, and it's not exactly a disadvantage to go to. No. No. Uh, gradients are still in as well. Um, you know, when you get a gradient from one colour to the next. They came in a few years ago and they're still going really strong. They look nice. They add depth and shade and they, they're they just a lot... I personally prefer them than block colours. Mm-hmm. I love a good gradient, me. <laughs> um, but why not try a slightly different gradient? You know, a lot of gradients at the minute, it's like the same side of the colour spectrum. So there's blues to greens yeah oranges to reds why not try it up a little bit with like an orange to blue it might not work it might work you never know but keep on the trend of a gradient but try and do a slightly different gradient you've got to try things out if it don't work it don't work you know it's it's not the end of the world is it you can do soft launches you can do product testing you can do exactly polls online you know you can you can test everything to see that it works and lastly broken grid layouts um, so there's a lot of websites now where there's like several photos and they're not arranged in a traditional grid. Some of them are overlapping, they're not all aligned. Um, it draws the eye to many focal points. It's quirky, it creates movement across the page. It's good for really visual brands. So if you have a lot of photos in your brand, this could be something that you could look at. Whereas if it's font, if yours is a lot of type-based, it's probably not a good idea. You know, there'll be confusion yeah. over how to read. Um, you know, people read in a certain order. They like the shape of words. If you've got, like, a learning disability or a visual impairment, you re- you can read mm. the shape of words, you know, when you've got, like, your tall Bs and your long Gs, that sort of thing. So if you're wanting it to be accessible, it don't do this with your fonts because it's going to be confusing what to read. Whereas photos, you can have your many focal points. It could be showcasing your products or your brand. But just be aware that you also want it to still be accessible and readable and understandable, but you want it to be a little bit different, Mm. a little bit exciting to look at. That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay up to date with all things Passport to Success, and we will... See you, hear you, speak to you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.